Bombing down the poinsettia, chapter 10. Stray dog. The very second Michelle smiled, and I could see she was happy to see me. <laughs> I wasted no time. Grabbed her by her cargo belt, and I just pulled her off that door right into me. Our mouths met full, and it was just, oh, God, it was perfect. I, I wanted her off that door, though. Not just because I didn't want Rosemary to hear us, but I just... I just wanted to feel her against me. Just the way I'd lay there in the bed and smelled her. I, I didn't know why I was feeling this fucking way. I just had to be close to her. Our hands started to wander, but that was that was the least. The kiss was it. The kiss was fucking everything, and I'd never, never kissed anybody that sincere before. It wasn't hard. It was just real. As our lips met again and again, we kept pulling apart and just looking at each other like we couldn't believe it. <laughs> it got hot. It got real hot. And uh, it really meant something. Almost on cue, when Rosemary quit talking, we, we, we stopped and kind of composed ourselves, you know. Touched her arm and panted. I've been thinking about you all night. I'm thinking about you too. She smiled with a nod. Really? I asked in disbelief, watching her reposition her bra strap. Yeah, I even woke up thinking about you. Really? Shit, faintly we could hear Rosemary start talking on the phone again, so we fucking tore into each other again. We <laughs> I mean, I just couldn't fucking believe it was happening, you know? She was in my room. Michelle was in my room. I don't know how to explain it other than the fact that it, to say that it just wasn't a fuck for me. For the first time in my life, it wasn't a fuck anymore. Because, fuck. I couldn't believe that she really felt that way about me because I felt that way about her. Happy. We slowed down a bit on the kissing, but Stayed hanging on to each other. I just love holding her. I, uh, I hope maybe I can see you sometime, I mumbled. Immediately, Michelle's eyes got big and she shook her head, gesturing in the direction of the living room with her finger. Don't let her hear you say that. I nodded my head in concert. I won't, I know. She threatened me last night. What? Michelle winced. Why did she threaten you? About you. I nodded once again. She told me I better not touch you anymore. Oh, she said, taking the watch from my hand. She means it. She didn't even like the girls to date. After fastening the watch, she grabbed me and kissed me. <laughs> it was awesome. When do you and B get married? She asked, touching the side of my face. Oh, we're supposed to get married like a week after she gets back from Denmark, I told her. I'll come back and see you. I promise. Yeah. Shit. It was then Rosemary started calling from the other room. We just grabbed each other and kissed, without even thinking about it. I'll come back and see you before B gets here, okay? You will? Yeah. Okay, I replied. I stood watching as she unlocked the door. Stepping out. She looked back and smiled. Bye, baby. Bye. I smiled, holding the bedroom door open. I gotta be a man for a minute, okay? Can I just be a man for a minute? Watching her in that sweatshirt with that hair walk away was great. 
at those beautiful legs. Oh, fucking that ass. Full, round, beautiful. Not dent in the fender ass. God. Okay, I'm finished. I stood in my room for like 10 minutes, you know, by myself, just thinking this shit through. I mean, really letting it come together. Just let it resonate. Oh, my God. This shit was really happening. I hadn't even known this woman 24 hours, and I was already going head-to-head with the fucking Los Angeles madam who had a hell of a lot more fucking resources than I did. This shit was really happening. I was having an affair with a woman, not because the owner of the company was related to her or anything. She just didn't like the help fucking the help. And she was serious enough about it, she was willing to crack heads. Okay? But that should tell you how much I was in love with this woman right out the fucking gate because I was willing. I was willing to get my head cracked. I couldn't believe it with all the shit that had transpired just in the past 48 hours, it seemed like, with Samantha and everything. And, you know, now Michelle. And would you know it, that night, that very fucking night, be called. It's just a few days before she's to get back from L.A. Yeah, get back to L.A., that's right. See, on top of it all, I forgot that I also had fucking tux fittings and best men to pick and shit for, yeah, this wedding that was coming up to a woman I didn't know. <laughs> Starting to think maybe I should have stayed on the fucking bus. Well, guess what? <laughs> it's almost like fate was playing fucking cards. In my favor, kind of. I don't know. Beatrice called Rosemary's and spoke to both of us. She had hang-ups back in Denmark and was going to have to stay another fucking week. I couldn't believe it. I didn't want to leave. And Beatrice come through. Somebody fucked up in Denmark. I was over-fucking-joyed B wasn't coming back. Michelle was going to come back and see me. Well, unless Rose, Rosemary gave me a raise, I'd have to spend my last 500 bucks to get her for another hour. But the way things were looking, the way I was feeling, though willing to pay to be with her again, yay, I might not have to pay for it at all. There wasn't shit to do around Rosemary's penthouse over the next few days. I'm not going to go over it again. That's why I'm telling you now. There wasn't shit to do. I cleaned the fucking cat shit rooms two times. Yeah. Sheep ended up going like way overdue on the rug cleaner, but I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> Apparently it didn't bother her either, but what did bother me, I ran out of projects. Yeah, I think the locks on the tent story window project was like the last really big officially ordered rosemary project. The rest of the time I well I sat out on the roof. It was the best thing I could do to get the fuck out of the penthouse. You know, I was outside, and I could I could at least observe all the fulfilling lives taking place in the Carlton. <laughs> I'd sit out there every night drinking wine. Hey, look, I wasn't a fucking peeping Tom. I sat out there legally in a deck chair. I was allowed to be out there. I didn't even have binoculars, you goddamn perverts. 
can't help it if I see some hot chick getting nailed up against a dresser or something. You know, some people, I think they got the lights on because they know we're watching. I did not mind. A few nights later, as promised, Michelle stopped by. As usual, I was ecstatic to see her. But of course, ah, fuck, you know, I had to keep the feelings subdued. God, she looked great. I don't remember what the hell she was wearing. I just remember once again, I was enthralled. <laughs> hey, how you doing, Britt? Michelle said, I'm doing good. Good to see you, Michelle. And that was it. Just played it off. Of course, I stayed at the bar staring at her. That sucked ass because I wanted to hold her so bad, you know, but the whole time we were in front of Rosemary. Michelle had shown up, I guess, just to give Rosemary something she had made. An excuse, obviously, to come over and see Rosemary, which would ultimately lead to hopefully seeing me. Yeah. Part of me still kind of believed that Michelle wasn't really interested in me. It's just that self-deprecating, self-esteem shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got that from my stepdad. Hard to believe that shit is hereditary, but it is when they beat it into you. I don't know what Michelle said, but... Somehow, Michelle convinced Rosemary into allowing me to accompany her to Jack in the Box in the middle of the night to pick up a late supper. I had already gone back to my bedroom when Rosemary called. Fuck. Walked out there. Hey, what's up? Hey, um, would you go with uh, Michelle? She's going to run to Jack in the Box to get us all some to eat. Oh, yeah. I'm afraid to go by myself, Michelle shrugged. That was fucking beautiful. I absolutely nodded in agreement. Yeah, yeah, it's dangerous out there. I'll get my boots. I was in the guest room putting my boots on. Like I say, I still had the self-doubt, and I was eh, I was still thinking maybe this is just all me bullshitting myself, and maybe she was just being nice and, you know, leading me along, and, oh, that would suck. After getting my boots on, I headed out with Michelle. We kept it 100% decent in front of Rosemary. Out into the hallway, onto the elevator. Michelle gave no indication there was anything between us on the elevator. I was getting nervous. Michelle was at her Ford McCore. I had never seen one of those before. It was a relatively new car, I think. I don't know. And um, it was blue and black and all kinds of sunroof. I felt nice to be outside, but I really didn't give a fuck at that point. My attention was on her. We walked and I watched her. She was in a fucking dress. I remember now a nice dress. Another one of them nice, long, flowing dresses. We walked down the sidewalk next to one another and, well... Things are still, I guess, kept it all business. Unexpectedly, she looked over her right shoulder and said, I'm just hungry. Are you hungry? Because I'll buy you dinner. Yeah, I could eat. Sure. I said, just trying to pick up any indication that she might still want me. <sighs> she unlocked the car and we both got in. She drove. Went up to the main boulevard. I don't even remember which one. I know it was a jack-a-box somewhere in the vicinity. I just can't fucking remember how far or where. I 
Once again, I was stupid, man. Didn't say a fucking word. I didn't know what to say at first. I was just kind of nervous, you know? I mean, had I done something wrong or... I don't know. I kept looking straight ahead. Looking back over at her and looking at her hand, holding the steering wheel and looking at her and her... I sit there staring at her. I could see her eyes through her hair, you know. Gosh, she was so fucking beautiful. I thought I'd fucked up. I was getting scared. Fuck it. I was in panic mode. Deep down inside, I was doing backflips when suddenly Michelle pulled over. She didn't pull off the main boulevard that we were on. I can't remember which one. It was around Jack in the Crack. I know that. We were not too far away, I don't think, but we were getting close. I think I could see the lights of the fucking restaurant. I can't remember, but suddenly she pulled over, and, oh, fuck, I thought I was in trouble. You okay? I asked. Yeah. She said, pulling over to the side, throwing the car into park, and then looking at me with a huge smile on her face. Did you miss me? Fuck yes, I said, diving across the console. After making out for a little bit, we went on to Jack and Box and grabbed a bite to eat. Michelle, you know, reemphasized just how important it was to, you know, keep playing the game. I can't get back to Rosemary. None of this can ever get back to Rosemary. And I mean, I'm not worried about me, but I'm worried about you, Michelle said as we sat in the drive-thru. I picked up on the fact that she was right to say that. I really did. When she said that she wasn't worried about her but worried about me, she was exactly fucking right when it came to Rosemary. You see, Rosemary sat diligently on that chase and listened to her guy problems about her fiancé in Great Falls, Montana because Michelle didn't need Rosemary. Michelle was driving a brand new sports car. A nice one with the sunroof, chrome wheels, and shit. She left a $9,000 fucking watch on my nightstand. Samantha doesn't do that. That's the difference. Holy shit. Now I was really paying attention. Michelle was not in need of Rosemary. Rosemary was more in need, obviously, of Michelle. Okay. I was 19. It took a couple of weeks, but I got it. When Rosemary threatened me in the master bedroom, she was protecting her fucking cash cow. Oh, she's a bitch. We got back to the penthouse. We weren't gone real long, probably about 20 minutes or so. Not enough to get Rosemary's attention. She was busy on the fucking phone anyway. Hey, Michelle instructed me. Why don't you sit right here? She pointed to the corner of the couch. I sat down on the sectional, actually not too far from Rosemary. She was over there on her chase, but I was, uh, Michelle was sitting to my right. We both had our food up on the coffee table. Every time Rosemary's on the phone with a client, we, Michelle and I would do little things to, eh, you know, just, (laughs) 
you're testing the waters to show affection for one another. So when Rosemary would have her back turned, Michelle would rub my neck or hold my hand or, you know, stick her tongue out at me. (laughs) (laughs) Rosemary would look at us, but we just acted like we, we were just kidding around, you know. At one point, I slid my hand on the inside of her dress, and, yeah, I touched the inside of her thigh. She quietly giggled, pushing it away, and mouthed the word, stop it. I laughed quietly, but, you know, hey. (laughs) Ah, shit, truth is, she was right. We needed to stop. I mean, it it was a stupid game. We were just happy, that's all. The fact was, we were sitting together on the sofa, and... The fact that we were sitting together on the sofa, holy hell. That should have been a red flag to Rosemary right there, but she said nothing. She didn't say a fucking thing. Yeah, it absolutely confirmed what I had thought just minutes earlier. (laughs) Michelle didn't need Rosemary. Evidently, Rosemary didn't want to do anything to upset Michelle. I like that. I don't know that Michelle was Rosemary's number one girl, but she was definitely, I'd say, in the top two. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's nothing to, it's nothing to, you know, brag about. And I knew that. But. I realized as all this shit was going on that I just pretty much thrown my fucking moral compass right out the window. I realized that those standards mom and my grandmother back home had brought me up with, well, they were fucking long gone. Before Michelle left that night, she told me she probably wouldn't see me again for a little while. Said she was flying back home to Maryland. That hurt. I didn't know. It was only going to be a few more days and B was going to be back home and I was going to be married anyway right around the corner. So I just tried to get back with her. I was fucking terrified I'd never see her again. We didn't even get a kiss goodbye, but that's okay. No, it's not okay. I got to spend the remainder of the night staring out that fucking window. Next day, I was in the guest bedroom watching TV when Rosemary stepped into the doorway. Grant, I'm going to take a shower. Will you answer the phones for me? Whoa. That surprised me. She had never asked me to fucking answer them phones. I rose from the pullout. Really? Yeah. She nodded. Don't, don't, don't say anything. Just answer classic touch. Take a name and number and tell him I'll call him right back. Okay. Rosemary, I said, standing up. No problem. She had left a pad and pen on the chase for me to use, so she went to the master bathroom, the one I just painted that shit-ass ugly fucking blue stank cockroach collar. I don't, I don't know what alien color that was, but all right. Anyway, I sat down. I sat down on her fart-filled chase. Yes, that's right. 
I stared at the uh, three phones. Hey, how about it? Oklahoma boy Stan, a.k.a. Britt, was a temp at a Los Angeles escort agency. (laughs) In a fucked up way. Hey, it was kind of cool because I don't know anybody that's done that. Also, I, I don't know. It was kind of flattering that Rosemary was trusting me to answer the phones. I like that. Okay, she was finally. Suddenly it occurred to me. I'd been pissing and moaning to myself all night about whether or not I was going to see Michelle again. The list. That damn cardboard list under the fucking chase. Immediately, I swung my hand over the side of it, and I felt underneath. Felt, felt, there it was. Pulled it out. Oh, fuck. Well, it was on the, it was on the back of a fucking cut piece of, it was menthol cigarette carton or something. I, all the girls' numbers were written on the left side, with the phone numbers written on the right. Holy shit. There's a lot of girls on there. I don't know why, but at first I was looking for B's number. I didn't find her name anywhere, though. Wait, there was Skyla, Bridget, Jamie, other names I didn't recognize, but close to the top of the list, ah, Michelle. I grabbed the notepad, preparing to write the number down. Well, it was then I noticed Rosemary had written dates on all the goddamn pages. Fuck, that obsessive compulsive bitch. I grabbed the stack of notebooks next to the chase, even the goddamn blank one she hadn't used at while fucking dated. What the fuck? I said out loud. Immediately I glanced around looking just for something to write on. Well, hey, yay, lo and behold. Don't you know one of the fucking phones rang? Yeah. Well, quickly I slid the list back under the sectional and answered. I did as Rosemary said. I took the guy's name, the hotel he was staying at, and the number he was staying in. During the course of the brief conversation, I, I noticed the wastebasket up the steps next to the bar. At the end of the bar... Oh, shit, there was one of my Mickey's six-pack holders protruding from the top of it. Perfect. After hanging up the guy, I trotted over to the bar, pulled it out of the trash can, tore a section off of it, and then, well, I headed down the hall towards the master bathroom. No, not to crawl in the shower with Rosemary. I just wanted to make sure her ass is still in there. I immediately one eighty and hauled ass back to the living room. After writing the number down, I turned the original list to its hidey hole. Stuffed the cardboard with Michelle's number in my back pocket. Really wasn't a close call, but hey, look, man, I wasn't fucking around. Rosemary didn't, you know, come out for several more minutes, but, you know, complacency, you're caught. I didn't know when I was going to call Michelle. It sure as fuck wasn't going to be from Rosemary's. B was going to be here, like, tomorrow? Yeah. I decided I was going to call her. She was going to be in Maryland. Why call her? She wouldn't be home. Wedding was just a week out. Yeah, a little over a week out. I was going to be married. Oh, fuck. And, you know, I realized Michelle had been in control of every one of our visits up to that point. I mean, to an extent, she'd been in control. Yeah. You see... I wasn't real sure that Michelle would appreciate me having her fucking phone number. 
Here, give it to me. I stole it off the cool cigarette box. I didn't know her last name. I didn't know where she lived or who she lived with. You know, through it all, the make-out sessions and the smiles and the kissing and the sex three times, and I still was in this fucking pain-in-the-ass self-doubt mode shit. I was. Anyway, B was coming in the next day, and she was going to free me. I mean, I didn't know when I was going to call Michelle with that number. I just, I wanted to make sure that ring was on my finger before I fucked anything up. Yeah. I decided I'd wait after the wedding. I made a conscious decision. That little piece of cardboard with a number on it, that wasn't the only copy I had. I wrote it down in two or three more places under my personal effects and shit. Yeah, like on my shoe and everything. Just... (laughs) It was pathetic, but I wanted to make sure I didn't lose that fucking number. But the cardboard was the main go-to. I was going to keep that fucker, and I was going to call Michelle, but I didn't want to blow everything to smitherfuckerines. At the very least, I owed Beatrice this much. I did. I owed her that much. And I really felt that way. I, I, I'd paid attention to B when she picked me up and be a good boy for a few days. Sure. I'd get married. I'd go before the immigration people. Whatever you need me to do, I'm on board. But as soon as you let your guard down, I've got that piece of cardboard, and I'm calling this woman. (laughs) (laughs) B showed up the next day. She brought her folks and her sister back with her from Denmark. Wow. I got to meet them all after B spring me from Rosemary's. I was so happy to pack my bag and get the fuck out of there. Rosemary, time to talk about how much fun we had. (laughs) Fuck you, bitch. God, if she only knew the half of it, you lying bitch. Sorry. Anyway, we got back to West Hollywood. Alta Vista Apartments. Peace, folks. Wow. I didn't speak their language, but they seemed to be very nice people. We all smiled and said, yeah, a lot. I enjoyed B's father's company the most. He's a great guy, Harvey. Harvey, um, like I say, we didn't speak, speak the same language, but we liked the same beer. That's where we found common ground, he and I. You bet. <laughs> the nights leading up to the wedding, well, there are plenty of nights we'd sit drinking together at the dining room table, that cheap cheap old dining room table right there in that beautiful apartment and never say a fucking word we just drank periodically we'd just both burst into drunken fits of laughter for no particular reason <laughs> it was hilarious just a few short days for the wedding and well I got a call at the apartment B's beautiful sister Kim answered the phone held it up for me Oh, thanks, hon, I said, getting up from the couch and running over. Hello? I said, taking the receiver from her hand. Hey, Kimasabi! Barrett burst with enthusiasm. <laughs> I'm busting out laughing and roaring to the phone, happy to hear from him. Hey, man, how the hell are you? I'm just trying to stay busy, man, he giggled. We had a brief conversation about the wedding, and, um, well, I didn't mention anything about Rosemary or 
obviously Michelle or anything I'd found out about his former girlfriend, B. Yeah. I told him over the phone I was worried that he um, might be worried over the whole B situation at first. But, of course, he assured me it had been his idea. The whole time I'm having this conversation with Barham, I'm trying to keep it down, not shoot my mouth off too much because, you know, B's English-speaking sister, Kim, is well, just sitting right across the uh, room with her dad. Yeah. <laughs> You're my friend, Bear, I said. I know, he interjected. I never backdoor you like that, man, I continue, but shit doesn't bother me, man, he shot back. Are you kidding me? I dropped the ball. You picked it up, dude. <laughs> All right, man, I answered. So, um, why are you calling? I asked inquisitively. Your goddamn car is still sitting in front of my fucking house in Hacienda, dude. <laughs> okay, okay. I busted out laughing. I'd completely forgotten about the beat-up piece of shit Granada I left in front of his folks' house. Now, I apologize like crazy. We've made arrangements for me to go pick it up. And yeah, I said goodbye to my friend Bear, who I was glad to still have in my life. It's going to wrap it up for Bombing Down Poinsettia this week, folks. Chapter 10, Stray Dog. Make sure you tune in next week, same time, 8 p.m. Bombing Down Poinsettia, Chapter 11, Poinsettia. Of course, Bombing Down Poinsettia is a copywritten text. Property, Joke Man Productions, LLC. Stand the Joke Man Show, which will be back on Friday, high noon. Until then, bye, Candios, me amigos. Yeah.